the podcast Against Disease. We have a special guest today, Nikita Sharma from the Be More Clubhouse. Nikita, would you mind introducing yourself for us? Sure. Hey, everyone. I'm Nikita Sharma. I currently work at Be More Clubhouse. I'm the program coordinator, but basically as a staff, I'm a generalist, so I do a little bit of everything here. And Be More Clubhouse is a mental health nonprofit. We are a community-based organization, and we try to help our members grow and reach their goals and potentials and choose their own adventure. That is awesome. We are so excited to be here, first off. Uh, We are too. We've been talking about it all week here. (laughs) That is so awesome. We just finished taking a tour that Nikita and one of the members took us on, and it was really cool to see the different spaces that they have and how their whole space is organized, the values that they promote, and the community rules and understanding that is shared among everybody. Yeah, and it was really interesting because... As a psychiatrist myself, I think a lot about mental health and how to help people thrive outside of the hospital, but all I ever see is the hospital side. So this was my first exposure to something that can help people get away from that patient role and more into the person role Mm -hmm. and become an active member of their community and do what makes them happy rather than just trying to face off against a disease. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like getting better or from your mental illness is definitely like the medical side and the community side. I think it's both complementary to each other. So I'm glad we got to partner up and talk about what we do. That is awesome. So our first question for you is, can you tell us a little bit more about the Be More Clubhouse, which is also part of a international organization, Clubhouse International. Can you tell us a little bit about the history and the missions of Clubhouse International and then how the Be More Clubhouse came to be and maybe a little bit also of how you came to be here? Sure. So about Clubhouse International, yes, of course, it's an international organization and clubhouses like this exist in like different parts of the world. There are more than 300 clubhouses in the world. To start with the history of Clubhouse, the first clubhouse started in New York. It's called Fountain House. It's in Manhattan. And I learned about this recently. And the coolest thing I found out was that the clubhouse was not founded by a staff. It was founded by a group of members. So oh, wow. a group of members who were just who just got off like inpatient and who, who were trying to get back more in the community. So they were the ones who started meeting by themselves, holding, they had a community and they were trying to help each other. But then there came a point where they needed this to be a continuous thing. They wanted to move on to jobs or education or to whatever everybody's goals were. And they needed someone to coordinate the activities, coordinate the work. So they hired a staff so they could keep it going. So basically it's members who run the clubhouse, which blew my mind uh, when I learned about it. So that started in 1948 and like Fountain House is way bigger than what we are here at Be More Clubhouse. It's 10 times our size. And 
Be More Clubhouse started in 2009. We were in, like, we were two blocks away from here then. I think it was like two or three members starting, two staff who started. And since then, we've grown to today where we have about 30 members coming in every day. We have 120 active members and about 600 members till date, but not all of them are active because, of course, some of them have moved on to do better things. Some might have other issues. So, yeah, that's where we are now. But Be More Clubhouse is like... We call it a mental health nonprofit, but I view it more as a community of staff members, just individuals working together to go from patienthood to personhood is how we would like to say it. And so we work with adults living with mental illness, but our goal is to welcome everyone as a person who is wanting to do something with his life. And that could be just adding a structure to your day, making new friends or getting a job, going back to school. So you choose your own adventure here, and we try to do it all together. That's awesome. It's nice to see that these structures are in place because, I mean, if somebody has to take a break from their life to deal with any sort of illness, being able to integrate back in and and redefine themselves Mm -hmm. is something that, I mean, in the healthcare system, we just don't focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because we are, we say once a member is always a member. So there are some members who come in for like a week or two and then life happens and Mm -hmm. then we don't see them for two years and then they come back again. And so there's always a place to go if that's the support they want or they need at that point in their life. So... That is awesome. So Nikita, can you tell us a little bit about the the members who make up this community at the clubhouse, who mm-hmm. they are, where they come from, what mm-hmm. sort of challenges they may be facing? Mm-hmm. Sure. So like our only requirement of membership is adults above the age of 18 who have a diagnosis of mental illness and who are not a harm to themselves and the people around them. So that could be anyone fighting depression, bipolar disorder. I don't know the clinical aspects, mm-hmm. but but that like any struggle, but as long as they have a diagnosed mental illness and they're not a harm to themselves or the society can become a member. Membership is free. And so Membership is pretty, like, it's a very simple step. So all we need is a referral from a certified healthcare provider. That could be psychiatrist, your social worker, anybody. We have our referral form in our website. It's bemoreclubhouse.org. And we, like, we just get that fax to us. And then we call the member to schedule, like, a tour. And it's up to the member to decide if the clubhouse is a right fit for that person or not. And if after the tour, if the prospective member decides, oh, yeah, I like this place, they can come back for an orientation, which is just a sit-down, detailed version of what we do, a few guidelines, our programs, and how they could get involved in different aspects to better themselves. Our membership currently... It's very diverse. People at different levels of diagnosis and capabilities, some like need more one-on-one help. Some are very like they can take leadership on their own. But that's too one of the things we try to do is not discriminate anybody based on their level of functioning. Everybody has equal access to every opportunity of the clubhouse, whether it's a job program or our social events. So it can be anybody really. Awesome. So... It sounds like you're able to provide a lot of support for people who are facing obstacles at all sorts of different levels. 
Can you tell us a little bit about how this is supported so that it can remain active in communities? Sure. So up until like last year, I think we were funded privately and through foundations. So most like 90% is privately funded. We get 10% from Behavioral Health Systems Baltimore. But then to make it sustainable, like board of directors, everybody decided that it is good that we venture into public funding. So that is something we started doing this year, about six weeks ago, we are now a licensed PRP and we can bill Medicaid. And that's been going well. We want to increase that, but we are sort of in need of more funding so we can get the program going on and we keep the doors open. And that's what we're trying to do right now. Yeah. And for those of our listeners who are unfamiliar, can you tell us a little bit more about what a PRP means, what that represents uh, to people? So it's like psychiatric rehabilitation other PRPs are more structured than a clubhouse is. Like it is more led by staff or employees. But here we are trying to get that done so we can keep the doors open. And it is important to bill and track so we know what members are up to, so we can keep up with their goal plan and everything. But most importantly, we are a place where where when you want to get back more into the society, do more things. This is where you come. So it's a community of people who are trying to help each other out to get back to the society and rehabilitate back. Do you have any uh, success stories of patients, I guess in your case, people mm-hmm. um, that you members that you've worked with who have come in and really transformed their their opportunities through the things that you're able to provide? Oh, like definitely a lot. I think, I mean, I would rather not take names, but we have so many members who have just, I recall one member who just walked in the door one day and he just said, I need to change my life, help me out. That's all he said. And we tried to help him out. We didn't have a referral form or anything from him. He just saw the place on this while he was walking through the street. And then now, right now, he's working at one of our supported employment partners at Eddie's. He started as a transitional employment, which is where we provide more support. But then he did so well that the employer decided to hire him. And he's like the best employee there and that's like employment stories but also for people who are not actively seeking employment but want have been isolated for too long have been just living at their house there for them too like the first few days we see like people are like a little hesitant to participate in the different tasks and projects we do in our work order day but we see them growing into leaders and just normal beings because the society puts in so much stigma into mental illness like you can't do this you're not capable but we see that like like I said members and staff we work together and without members helping we wouldn't be able to do like anything really so we see them grow as people who try to take leadership who start caring about things who take ownership of what they do and that to me is phenomenal and growth it's sometimes it's in the little things, sometimes it's in getting a job, but sometimes it's in just somebody being able to run one of our meetings or speak up something or trying like somebody might have never entered the kitchen, just trying to do that, entering something, trying something new. So I see a lot of growth in people getting out of their comfort zone and trying to better themselves and taking ownership of their lives like I can do it is I see that every day. And that's the most rewarding part. 
That is super awesome. I really love the phrase in your mission where you talk about going from patienthood to personhood. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And I, I agree. There's such a stigma for people with mental illness. And I think that we all sort of forget that it's just one part of a person. It's just, you know, a person with a mental illness, just like a person with obesity or Mm -hmm. a person who uses a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. A lot of these things, we end up turning it into something that defines somebody. Mm -hmm. That's what we try to take mental illness out of their identity. That way they can just be themselves and what they've always tried to be and and even inside the clubhouse we see so much like member leadership so one of our member tries to tutor other members in math that's something he's passionate about he loves prime numbers that's his thing and then it's so good to see him imparting that knowledge towards another person and just like and that has I think helped with his confidence that he's now planning on getting a part-time accounting job so that would have never happened had he not like come to the clubhouse I feel like so that's that's awesome Mm -hmm. so my next question is we really enjoyed the tour part of this, seeing the different units and mm-hmm. sort of how you structure the day and the different activities that are offered here. Can you give a brief summary of the different units and what sort of activities and opportunities are presented here mm-hmm. for members? Yeah, so the clubhouse program itself is mainly reflected by what we call our work order day. So it's to replicate what an, what a usual office would look like with different departments, different work, and everything we do, like we call it meaningful work. And one of the things I've learned is like everything we do is equally important. So whether it's cleaning the women's restroom or applying for billing, we try to take like everything might be equally challenging to everybody. So we try to give equal importance to it, but we open at 8.30 and then uh, we do certain like serving breakfast and little housekeeping things, but we meet every day at 9.15 a.m. and then one in the afternoon. And the purpose of that meeting is to get our work order day going. So we have four different units right now and everybody signs up for different units and different projects based on what their interest is or what their skills are, depending on whatever people want to do. And staff try to encourage members to do things so that our goal is basically to help members step out of their comfort zone and engage and find meaning in what they do. So yeah, there are different units. Membership is basically like administrative unit. So scheduling tours and orientations for prospective members, reaching out. There's a greeter's desk that members are always attending, trying to answer phone calls, check voicemail. So all the housekeeping administrative stuff is done by them. And then comes career development unit, which is basically about going from the clubhouse to outside in the society. So finding jobs, filling out an application for college, whatever the need is, because everybody has different needs. We're all different people. We try to help with that. Culinary unit helps with serving meals. So preparing breakfast, planning for them, shopping for like grocery shopping, whatever the need is. We serve our breakfast and lunch here and communications is trying to just communicate what we do to everybody whether it's posting on Facebook or Twitter or we have our monthly newsletter where members get to share their stories. We also have a YouTube channel so 
just communicating. And employment, of course, is an important part of helping people get back to the society. So we have like different levels of support we provide. And transitional employment, of course, is, I think, a very unique but one of the best features of a clubhouse model. So for transitional employment, we have relationship with local like employers in the community. And how it works is that each member has a contract to work for six to nine months. And we try to rotate between depending on what the member, what different members needs. And there is a placement manager for each position. So in case that member misses a day of work, the placement manager who's a staff assigned will go and fill in for that person so they don't miss their day at work and the partnership continues. So it's win-win in both ways because employers have that continuity and they don't need to train anybody because placement managers do that. And members like have something substantial to add to their resume so they can move forward so yeah that's the cool thing that is amazing it's there's so much support offered Mm -hmm. here so a question i had is how has working in this environment changed the way that you view mental health care it definitely like i think like based on what the society says or what we read has makes you feel like mental illness is this very secluded thing like once you're diagnosed with it it's like the end that's it like you're you'll be in your benefits or just like attending doctor's appointment but then there's no like personal aspect to it coming here and seeing members do so many cool things stepping outside of their comfort zone makes me just feel like this is just one roadblock in the many roadblocks people have in their life. So it has definitely made me view it more holistically and like viewing them as people. And it's not like I never did that, but it has definitely helped me approach life with more courage too, like seeing our members do things. So I think it has definitely made me realize that mental health care is not just like a one-step solution. It is a more holistic aspect. Yes, medication management, professional medication management is very important, and we try to stress that always. But along with that, there is like a different side to the care, a more personal side. So everybody gets to know that Yes, taking care of your health, going to the doctor, everything is essential, but they also need a social aspect in order to get better. So it's like there are so many different things that help with getting better is how I think I have learned. Yeah, it it sounds like, I mean, one of the things that we don't really have the ability to do in the hospital or in the medical setting is uh, help somebody retain and develop their identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you were saying, it it seems like there's this expectation that people who have a mental illness are now going to just be patients mm-hmm. and have that identity. And mm-hmm. it is a, a good point, I think, that to be able to make that just a piece or a footnote in someone's life is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And helping like members believe in something 
bigger than themselves. In one of the meetings this week, a member mentioned like sometimes it's a spiritual journey for that member because he gets to believe in something more than himself, like in meaningful work, in helping each other out because really members help members a lot more than staff help members. So having that community, I think, helps in the therapeutic and rehabilitative aspect too. Interesting. And how long do people tend to require the kinds of services that you're able to provide here? So it really depends what the member's goal is and what they want, really. Some members come in and they say, all I need is help in getting stable housing. So once they get that, they're good with other aspects of their life and then they go live their lives, which is like, I think a success story. Some success stories are like, they come here because they need a more ad, like structure to their life. They've been isolated for too long. So that might take years or maybe like for your entire life. So it really depends on what the person's needs are. And because we're voluntary, people can come and go as they please. So people, once they achieve their goals, they just like move on. And one member who, when he first joined, needed a lot more help. And now he's like, he's doing good by himself. He's married. He comes to the clubhouse a lot less often. But then those members also take a more leadership role of supporting the program or or maybe helping us like get out in the community more so they take some take different roles as they grow some move on so it depends and that seems like an unusual strength of the clubhouse model as you said earlier the choose your own adventure mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of treatment programs have a prescription that has to be one size fits all mm-hmm. and it sounds like this is very much more adaptable mm-hmm. uh, as you said, there must be some constraints, but for people to be able to choose what works for them and not feel stuffed into a box, I imagine has got to be helpful to a lot of people. Definitely. And it, it, there is a clubhouse standard that says that members utilize the clubhouse in any way they want. And we have seen that some utilize it just to come for karaoke nights. That's all they come for. And that is that need in their life that is that gap in their life and they've and clubhouse helps to fulfill that gap so we're all about meeting the person where that person is we have one member who needs like a lot more individual like support like we try to work with him like he loves to type but he types one letter at a time and that's his what that is what his need is and at the end of the day when he types an entire paragraph he is the happiest person in the world so yeah it really is choosing your own adventure whatever makes you feel like you accomplished something at the end of the day and you're able to challenge yourself if we're able to do that I think we did a good like we'll feel like we did a good job yeah that is awesome one question I have for you now is can you tell us a little bit about your path to working here, how you became involved? Mm-hmm. So I had just finished my graduate school in like public administration. I was just looking for a job at nonprofit management or anything nonprofit-y. I wasn't very choosy, but I stumbled upon Be More Clubhouse and like job announcement on Idealist. And then, well, the hiring process was also 
very cool to me. So there was a phone interview. And, and then when I came for my in-person interview, um, just like any other things that the clubhouse does, like members and staff working together, my interview was like, 15 members and staff interviewing me at the same time. So I was I went through the same tour that you guys went through today and then everybody asked me questions. My expectation was three men in suits would interview me and I would have to act smart. But I was able to be myself when I was in an interview. Like I was able to say what I felt, what my like I was able to be very authentic and I've never been that authentic in an interview, which was like, yay, this is the place. And at the end of the interview, two members came and hugged me and I was like, okay, this is filled with love. That's and awesome. after that was a shadow day. So you have to come and work with the members and that too was always like, yes. So the in the philosophy of including everyone and just helping people be their authentic selves. I think that is what is unique about the clubhouse. It has helped me be more uh, authentic, unique, and be able to challenge myself too. So, yeah. That is awesome. One thing that I keep thinking about as we talk about the clubhouse and as we went on the tour is how unique it is in terms of a leadership model and a team model. I love thinking about different ways that people can form teams and work together. And mm-hmm. I would love it if you would tell us a little bit more about your favorite aspects of how the clubhouses run and how sort of horizontal it is and these sort of shared values and expectations, how they mm-hmm. come to be. I think we could honestly, Cody, benefit from this sort of a model everywhere. You know, it's it seems like a true democracy and it just seems so amazing that you can involve everyone at every level mm-hmm. in any capacity that they want to be involved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, for, I think for teamwork, it t- it takes a lot of creativity. So every day is a new adventure in trying to work together because we like not, not the same members come to the clubhouse every day. It's a, the attendance is kind of different. Some days we have 10 members when it's too cold and snowing outside. And some days we have 40 members come in. So, but then the work order day is kind of structured what we do. So it always takes coming up with new ideas. Sometimes it takes a lot of like, we call it falling telling. So it's like, hey, you can do this. Come on. Like just trying to encourage everyone. Sometimes it's, letting members be their own leaders. So it, yeah, you kind of learn a new thing every day and you try to uh, like apply a different strategy every day. And there are some days when members don't want to do anything because they're just having a bad day and that's okay too. So it takes a lot of patience, a lot of creativity um, to be able to work as a team. Um, And a lot of positive attitude also helps like trying not to let your personal problems get into the way of your work so coming up with coming in and like upbeat like more jolly kind of mood and trying to being friendly when we greet members it's like hey good morning do you want to get involved in this or something like that always works so it's always a trial and error process for me some days we achieve a lot some days we don't but in the end yes what we do matters but it's very important to 
look at the relationship aspect of things. Yes, we should achieve and get our goals and everything. But at the end of the day, it's also about letting the other person know that we care about them and that we support them. And that's, I think, how we do so well as a team, because we try to care about each other as people instead of just like, hey, this is that person who gets this thing done. Um, so I think that always helps. Um, and for leadership too, I think we always encourage our members to come up with projects of their own. Like, so everybody comes in with, everybody here has something to offer. One of our new members, he was, he used to be a video editor and he has like, he's played concerts and he's great at video editing. Some members are great at cooking. So trying to recognize what each person is good at, which means there are a lot more conversations involved. So we can't just being task-focused and relationship-focused at the same time always helps people build their relationship. And yeah, whatever it takes to get people to try new things and to show off their skills is what we try to do. That's awesome. I'm so glad I asked you to expand on that because mm -hmm. you highlighted the incredible amount of work and effort it takes to embody those values and consistently maintain them, even if, say, it's a, a gloomy day and not that many people have showed up or people are not necessarily interested in maybe what you're interested in accomplishing that day. So I think it highlights the incredible amount of effort, flexibility, and creativity, and just compassion you need to mm -hmm. make this kind of a model work. Mm -hmm. But I do, reflecting on previous leadership experiences I've had or working in teams that I thought were particularly successful, I feel that they took a piece of what you just explained and really emphasized that. So it's it's just so cool to see that you're trying to implement this more horizontal, open, accepting model of leadership and teamwork. Mm -hmm. Because it it's, I don't know, it just seems so compassionate and so respectful to other people as fellow human beings. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And there are days when like, people like respecting like you said people don't want to do anything and being okay with that so it has personally it has really helped me not be a perfectionist and to trust people for who they are and to respect them and and that has helped me to respect myself more that I'm not going to have the best day every day I'm not mm -hmm. going to be in the best mood but I think to keep trying is what we do being persistent whether it's a good day or a bad day, and that always pays, I think. Awesome. What do you wish, Nikita, that more people knew about what you guys are doing here and the population of people facing various mental illnesses that you guys are working with? Mm, that we're here, and we... I think whether as like a psychiatrist, as a doctor, as a clubhouse, whatever, I think... In the end, all that we're trying to do is help each other out. So I think the very, just making ourselves known in the community is something what we do. We offer a lot of meet the clubhouse tours. So that could be a way for people to get to know more about us. And that we're always looking for employment partnerships to expand our transitional employment program or supported employment program. Anything that gets the word out would always help and that anybody who could benefit from us in any way, shape or form, if they could be a member, if we could change, like just make one day of their life better or just their entire life better, it's always um, 
a good thing. So I'm really glad that we're having this opportunity to kind of help with the outreach because mm-hmm. as I had said during the tour, I mean, I'm a little ashamed that I didn't know more about this and and that it was here since it is something that's sort of a natural extension to the, the same group of people that I'm trying to help in my practice. Mm-hmm. So how can people in the community support uh, your efforts and uh, support people who are facing mental health uh, concerns? So first, be open about helping. If you, like, as an individual, if you interact with somebody who's struggling with mental illness, just offer a helping hand that. But for an organizational point of view, come visit us. If you have a skill, like if you want to show us how to paint or how to draw, come volunteer with your time, volunteer with your money. Or if you manage an organization and if you think you need help with anything like any entry-level job from like sorting stamps to cleaning the building or like computer work anything that you need help please feel free to reach out to us because with that partnership of course we're helping you get through your day but it's also like changing the world so anything you can offer really and and how can people who want to find you find you so we have a website, bemoreclubhouse.org. It's not the fanciest website, but we have information. But we do use a lot of our Facebook is, I think, our main social media platform where we post pictures about what we do every day. So Be More Clubhouse, if you search for it, you should be able to find it. We recently created an Instagram account so we're trying to be cooler Um, and then we also post on Twitter but Facebook should probably like be the best way to well it's probably the best way to reach out um, see about what we do on a daily basis we post about tasks we do um, social events and everything that's our main uh, way of communicating okay all right so Thanks so much for being here with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Have you received a message from the deity or celestial being of your choice directing you to get in touch with the fine people at Humanity Against Disease, but you didn't know how? Well, I here's have. How. Please. How do I get in touch with you? Okay. You got to use the, the email address is againstdisease at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is at against disease the instagram handle is also at against disease if you're a big fan of uh, weird filters and images of cats and humans hashtag acoustic foam and our facebook is just uh, just go in and search for humanity against disease on facebook that's the easiest thing to do